time for another successfully unemployed show. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I will show you how to retire early, be financially independent, and never work for someone else again. Because that's the goal, is to not work for somebody else, to work for yourself, be completely independent, and make all the money that you would normally make for somebody else, it's going to go into your pocket. Now in today's show, we're going to be interviewing a YouTuber, somebody who makes and earns his living off of YouTube, making videos, teaching people things, and making money for he and his wife and his dogs and cats, and they literally travel all over America in their truck and Airstream. They basically, they sold the house, they got rid of all that stuff, and they are absolutely location independent, can travel and do whatever they want because they have businesses that provide money for them so they are successfully unemployed. All right, guys, let's jump into today's show where we learn how to become a YouTuber and how to influence people through online videos. All right, let's start the show. Welcome to the Successfully Unemployed Show, the place where ordinary people become extraordinary by finding the path to financial freedom through entrepreneurship, side hustles, and passive income. We have already blazed the path, showing you how to retire early and have financial independence, so you will never work for someone else again. Successfully Unemployed, your place for freedom. Now, I want to start today's show by talking about something that I'm really, like, it's almost near and dear to my heart, is basically doing things the right way. It's something that's in me that I have to do things the right way, and it really came down from my my dad when I was really, really young. The first thing that he would always tell me is, if you're going to do something, do it right, and do it right the first time. Now, if you ask my wife, she will absolutely tell you, no, Dustin is not a perfectionist. Like It doesn't have to be perfect. He just makes sure that it gets done, and it's kind of irks her just a little bit because she is much more of a perfectionist. Like If it's between hanging pictures in the perfect spot or just getting them up. My wife would wait until it's the perfect spot. Well, for me, it will wait six months and then it's they're still not up. And so I'm like, at least the pictures are up. It might not be perfect, but it's done right. It looks fine. Let's move on because perfection kind of moves as you grow. But what I'm talking about is doing things right instead of waiting for perfection. If you are going to be waiting for perfection, you're going to be waiting a very, very long time. Let's say you wanted to start a business or a side hustle. Let's say, let's let's narrow it down to a side hustle. Let's say you want to become a freelance writer and you want to start writing um, and you want to market your services out there. Well, you say, maybe I want to wait until my craft is really, really good where I'm going to have everybody be so pleased because I write so well. I know how to write. I know what to write. And you just keep trying to perfect it, but you never actually get started because you're perfecting everything and you're waiting till it's perfect before you actually get started. Same thing if you're producing a product. Let's say you're creating a course that people are going to be going through to learn something and you're waiting until it is absolutely perfect instead of waiting until it's done right. If it's done right, you can proceed. If it's waiting till you're perfect, well, I'm going to say it's almost never going to be perfect. Just like when I buy a real estate rental property. When I buy a property, it makes me $250 or more every single month. And if I buy 10 properties, that's $2,500 in passive income, not working and still making money. But if I waited until I found the right property, the right property that was the perfect everything, perfect location, perfect this, perfect that, and 
If I waited for that perfect property, I'll be honest with you, out of 30 plus properties that I own, I would say maybe one or two of them are the perfect property. The other ones, they weren't perfect, but I still make a minimum of $250 because I bought it the right way. I did it the right way the first time, and that's what I want to encourage you to do. If you're on the path to become successfully unemployed, don't wait until perfection to get started. You want to start today. You want to start now. Make sure you do it right, and you could always go back and adjust and change because you want to make sure you're just getting started. Just get started going. And I want to give you my best-selling book, How to Quit Your Job with Passive Income for free, just for listening to this. I literally want every single person to change their life and becoming extraordinary. And when I say extraordinary, that's because you do not have a job anymore because ordinary people have jobs. We don't want to have a job. We want to work for ourselves. And I want to give you my free book. So in the description and in the show notes page, this is episode five of the Successfully Unemployed show. So go to successfullyunemployed.co forward slash free book. All one word. I will get it to you, successfullyunemployed.co forward slash free book. And in the description, you will also get this as well. You have the link there. Jump right into it. I really want you to get started. I'm going to get it to you for free. It's going to be a downloadable PDF. You can start right away. Now get started. Get moving. Get things done the right way. The first time it doesn't have to be perfect, but just get started. Now, today we're talking to a gentleman who is a fantastic businessman. He's a fantastic freelancer as well as a fantastic YouTuber. He's going to give us so much wisdom and information on how to become a YouTuber, how to become location independent. That's where you can literally live wherever you want and be successfully unemployed by becoming strategic. And this gentleman that I bring in on, he's very intentional. And you will hear it throughout the entire interview, how to be intentionally building your business so that you can live the life that you want now, as opposed to waiting till you're 65, 70 years old. And I want to bring on my friend, Nick True from Mapped Out Money. And he is a fantastic guy. So I hope you guys enjoy the interview. Let's get into it. All right, welcome to the Successfully Unemployed show. I am super excited to have my guest on with me today. Now, this gentleman has built a fantastic business. Actually, he has had many businesses, but right now he's huge in the YouTube space. And I wanted to bring him on because he's a YouTube guy that is doing fantastic. On top of that, he and his wife travel all over the place. They're completely location independent, which is fantastic. And we'll get into that in a little bit. But I wanted to bring on my friend, Nick True. Nick, thank you so much for being on the show. Dustin, I'm super happy to be here, man. Uh, I'm, I'm really, really excited to talk about what we're going to get into today. Awesome, buddy. So quickly, I'm just going to jump right into this. Sure. How do you make money and provide <laughs> for your family without having a job? Uh, good question. So it, it really, I think about what I do as, as sort of twofold. All right. So on one hand, I have some freelance work that I do uh, in really a guy's called digital marketing. So I help small business owners with their websites, bring leads to them and sell their products. And then the sort of other thing is then I do that for myself. So uh, I have my own uh, business off the back of YouTube where I teach people how to manage their money and create a budget. Uh, and I do some coaching and some some things around that. And then of course I make money uh, from some YouTube advertising. It's sort of a smorgasbord, but the, the bottom line is um, I do freelance digital marketing work with clients I want to. And then I do digital marketing work for myself uh, to talk about personal finance. So that's what I do. Love it. Love it. Love it. And so you basically have figured out a way to bring money in 
through many different ways as opposed to having a job. Now, you didn't start that way, but you did have a job. And I want to hear a little bit about when you had a job and then when you were thinking, you know what, I can make a go without having a job and all that sort of stuff. And then even getting to where you're living with your wife and your Airstream. I want to hear all that. Yeah. So um, I think to really understand the context of, of maybe my story, it's important to understand very briefly how I grew up, which is, um, you know, by definition of, the, of what we're talking about was successfully unemployed. My dad was successfully unemployed and has been so since 1997. And so I grew up in a home where uh, my dad left his job to start his own business. And he has told me all the way through growing up, like, he's like, yeah, just Working for somebody else just wasn't for me. I don't think I could ever go back. So I grew up sort of seeing that freedom. And it gave me a lot of confidence that when I was ready to try and strike out on my own. So uh, I ended up going to school and got a mechanical engineering degree and got the most um, stereotypical like office space uh, cubicle Dilbert-esque job that you could possibly imagine. <laughs> and, uh, and I really, really uh, did not like that. And so... When I was working that job, I um, had just been personally interested in personal finance and I had been learning about how to manage my money and I was trying to learn how to, you know, deal with this 401k and all these new things that I had as a, you know, W2 employee. And so I was trying to understand them and, and, and coming across some of that, I realized that there was this whole world of people who had built location independent businesses and has started working for themselves all because of the internet and what the internet has allowed you to do. And so uh, I spent a couple of years um, working that job and then starting to build up a you know resume of sorts for doing freelance digital marketing work. And I did that on the nights and weekends and um, trying to trying to jump through sort of the, the fast track here of, of our story. And, and then in 2016, late 2016, my wife and I bought a uh, 2007 Airstream, uh, which is a 27-foot travel trailer, and we bought a truck to go with that. We've been planning this for a couple of years, but um, then we spent the next nine months still building the business, and uh, my wife was getting ready to take a, uh, a travel physical therapy position. She was getting ready to graduate and uh, renovating our Airstream. And then in August of 2017, I quit my job. And we moved into the Airstream and we started traveling around. And then it took about another year for our business to be doing well enough that uh, Hannah left her nine to five, um, you know, traveling physical therapy job as well and started working with me doing um, uh, graphic design and video editing and, and things of that nature for us. And so for the past year and a half, we've been both successfully unemployed, traveling around, hanging out with family some, seeing the country and working online. It's been, uh, it's been a really, really fun time. That is fantastic. Now, what is your YouTube channel? Because I, I want to go into a little bit about the YouTube business. Now, what is that, and what do you do there? Yeah, so I have a channel called Mapped Out Money, or you can just type in Nick True and you'll find it. And uh, we hyper-focus on the day-to-day -day money management piece of like actually building a budget and working on that. So um, about once a week, I release videos that help people understand and learn how to manage your money. And we make money, we make money through a variety of ways. Uh, so we make money from uh, YouTube advertising revenue. So um, some people know and not everybody does, but um, the advertisements that play before you watch any YouTube video, YouTube splits that revenue with the creator who made that video. 
And so I get a cut of every ad that plays before my videos. And then we make a little bit of money from affiliate marketing. There's a couple of um, products and tools that I recommend uh, for budgeting and managing your money. And so I get kickback if people use my links. And then I actually um, will do one-on-one -on -one budget coaching for people who are really in a place where they, A, they have the money to be able to afford me, but uh, because one-on-one -on -one can get you know cumbersome, but at the same time, they're in a place where they just really need some personalized help to build a budget that they can stick with. And so YouTube sort of feeds that business because people find me on YouTube and, and they decide that rather than just doing it themselves, they'd rather work with me directly. So that's one stream of income. You also do freelance. I mean, it's not really freelance because it's your business, but you're working for, you have customers or clients that you actually do, like you said, websites and all, all these other things as well. So is it something that, you enjoy doing both and you want to continue doing both? Would you rather have one take over the other? What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I, de I mean, I definitely want mapped out money to take over. And so I think it's important to understand whatever you're, no matter, you know, whoever's watching this, if you're watching this and you're thinking like, ah, I, th I think I might want to be successfully unemployed. Like one thing you should understand is that oftentimes, not always, um, it's, it's not a linear jump to like, I'm doing this, here's my W-2 job. And like, this is what I want to be doing. Uh, sometimes there needs to be some stepping stones in the middle. And so ultimately, I've wanted to teach people how to manage their money and be in the personal finance space. But I, A, didn't have all the skill sets uh, required to be able to build that sort of a business. And B, I didn't have the audience to really be able to feed that business. And so when I was trying to like get out of my job that I couldn't stand, I was like, I don't want to wait five, six years, you know, to build this mapped out money thing. Um, to a sustainable level, I want to get out faster than that. And so for me, being able to build some skill sets that I could just, you know, basically start freelancing and get paid by the hour to do the work was a much quicker path to becoming unemployed while also building the skill set that I thought was going to be necessary later on down the road for what I really wanted to be doing. So I'm in a transition period right now and over the course of the next, um, you know, year or so, I'm hoping to continually transition to less freelance and more and more uh, mapped out money. That's great. Now, when you started the mapped out money, you decided to really it's and is it and I'm I guess I'm asking a question. Is it mostly YouTube or do you also have a site? Do you have a podcast? Yeah, I know we talked about Alexa in the past. So tell us about how you bring everything together. Yeah. So this, I'm sure we'll get into this in, in a bit. Um, I actually started Mapped Out Money as a blog. And so I started writing articles in 2015. And I did that because I had seen other people be successful at it. And so it's like, oh, well, they did it. So I'm going to do it, which is not a bad strategy, but it's, it's not what I found to be the best strategy because I didn't take into account my personal strengths. So I blogged for like a year and a half with basically no results. Um, I really nothing had had the show of it. And so in uh, mid, I guess, 2016, late 2016, I really rethought what I was doing. And I said, okay, look, I, I need to play to my strengths. I'm not a writer. I've never been a writer. I just started blogging because that's what I saw other people doing. And so when I started reframing and thinking like, okay, well, how can I, you know, get my content out, teach people and, and get stuff out there and do it in a way that plays to my strengths. And that's where YouTube started coming into play. Uh, so I started the YouTube channel in late 2017 and almost, I mean, immediately. And my first video wasn't amazing or anything, but it was already immediately better than any blogs that I had produced. So I was like, okay, I think I'm onto something playing to this strength. So YouTube is our hub. We do have a website, um, but you know, that, that YouTube points back to, but YouTube's definitely sort of the home base.
That's awesome. And I interviewed um, Jim and Ricky from In- Income School, and they said that YouTube, if they were going to do anything out of everything on in online and internet marketing, yeah. YouTube, that's the absolute place they, they would be. So it sounds like you resonate with that. I, you know, to that point, the other thing I would think through is um, how does it feed your long-term goals and business? And so what I also found was like, for me, I wanted to do, you know, coaching and I wanted to do, um, you know, some courses sim- similar to what you've got. And I found that I could build the sort of no like and trust factors with my audience way faster on video because they can see me, they can hear me. It's a much more intimate medium. And so, uh, especially if you're trying to build a business off the back of, of content, I 100% agree. If you can do video, it's hard to beat. That's great. Now, I want to briefly touch on something that you and I both love, which is being frugal. And how, how has frugality helped you to be successful and employed? Because it's not like, well, I personally have rental properties where I literally don't have to work because money just keeps coming in. I'm really blessed, but it took me a long time to build up there. I wasn't able just to just cut it. But frugality has also helped me in general just because I live cheaper. So I don't have to make a whole, you know, ton of money with, with you and how you got started. How has frugality helped you to be successful and employed? Oh gosh, it's been huge. Uh, I mean, you know, when you're thinking through like, okay, here's what I'm currently doing that makes me money. Uh, I want to be doing something else. The lower you can get your number of like, here's the minimum I need to be able to make that jump, the quicker you're going to be able to make it. I mean, that's just the bottom line. So it's like when I left my job, I actually worked, like I said, as an engineer, making really good money, especially for my age and in the low cost area that I was living. And so because Hannah and I were frugal though, we were able to take a pay cut knowing that it was okay. We didn't need to make as full amount as we had been as, as an engineer. And so, you know, long-term do I want my, uh, my, you know, um, sort of wealth creation and, and what I have going on. And we're looking at getting into rental property as well. And, and we've talked about that. Do I want all that to surpass, you know, and eventually be making more? Yeah, of course. Like I'm, you know, I, I want to grow but I can take the initial hit for a little while because we've, you know, reduced our lifestyle and realized that like, you know, ever increasing consumption is not going to bring us a lot of extra happiness in that way. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. And I love that when you have, when you have the desire or the aspiration to be successful and employed, the goal, main goal is to really replace your income, replace your income, but not just your income, but whatever your expenses are. Your income may be up here and your expenses are down here. As long as you can meet those expenses, that's when like you're like, man, why am I still working a job? I mean, obviously you're going to continue to build your business like like you have, Nick, with more more clients or you know building YouTube, getting other streams of income coming in. But if you can lower that bar, that expense account that you have, you have so much money coming out. If you lower that, it makes it that much faster for you to be able to be successful and employed. Now, Nick, I want to ask you, you asked me a question. It was a, we were driving in a car. It was after a conference one night. We were driving a car and you asked me a question. I want to ask you the same question. What is your number one thing that you are frugal for? Like what, what types of things are you definitely frugal for? And what types of things are you like, I'm not frugal. I'm going to spend the money. Uh, I'll start with the super frugal. And this is, maybe this is fun for the dichotomy. Okay. Hannah and I, have a really good, we have a lot of conversations around our spending values. Okay. So like, what is the thing that we really want to purchase? Uh, and we will 
look at any expense and then look at the underlying value. So for example, when we travel, even not in our, now when we travel in our Airstream, it's very comfy. Okay. It's very nice. But when we travel without the Airstream, we have choice to make. Do we want to sleep in the car, right? Not pay for hotel rooms, do it really cheaply, or do we want to pay for a hotel? And what we found is that when we really look at all the stuff for a hotel, like the comfy bed, the hot shower, the breakfast the next morning, all the things that you're paying for, we really don't care about any of them except for the hot shower. And so what we found is that we are typically very frugal when we travel and we figured out how to make our truck bed very, very, very comfy. So when we travel, a lot of the time we will sleep in the bed of the truck, either at a campsite or in a Walmart parking lot for free. And then the next morning we will wake up and pay 10 bucks at a, a truck stop for a nice hot shower. And so, you know, we save a hundred bucks and uh, just pay for the shower the next morning. That's all we really want anyways. Okay. Now on the other extreme, <laughs> uh, we will pay, um, I'll give you two real quick ones. One is very quick. Uh, I will spend big money on really nice backpacks. Um, so the, the most recent backpack I bought is a $300 backpack and I'm actually looking at selling it and getting one, uh, middle next year. That's around $400. So it's like, I will be frugal over here, but then on the things I love, I'll love backpacks. And then pets are the other thing we spend big on. We have two cats and two dogs, and they are spoiled, and they eat like kings and queens, that's for sure. <laughs> that's awesome. I found, for, so um, when, after I answered the question, the first question or answer that I immediately thought of was guns, like firearms. I love firearms, and I'll, I'll pay. I'll also try to make sure I don't overpay. Like, I'll try, hey, it's, it's normally like $800. Let me try to pay $700. I definitely do that. But I'm totally fine But with spending the money. But what I thought, what I actually, as I thought more, because I really loved that question, I thought more and more and realized what I'm frugal with. I am absolutely frugal with anything that's consumable. Like anything that can be thrown away that's like really quick and easy to use. I'm like, man, I'm just going to use that one time or two times. Now, tennis shoes, on the other hand, you're going to be using those for a long time and those will be on your feet or your bed or your house or your car. Like I'm going to be, make sure I'm going to buy it right the first time and not be frugal because I've done it in the past where I bought $20 shoes and they are horrible and I pay for it more so over. And I have to, anyways, long story short. I've been there. I've so been there. <laughs> so, but here's another thing. Um, and this is more just me and you uh, being friends and then chatting. Um, food. I don't like spending money on food. I like some people are foodies and they could spend. I have a good friend of mine. He spends a thousand dollars a month, not on food yeah. in general, just eating out, eating out. food. Yeah. I'm like, well, how in the world? I, I went and uh, I splurged and got like um, extra orange chicken at Panda Express and I felt like, man, I'm <laughs> wasting money. But yeah, so, so with frugality, I, I thoroughly believe that with being successful and employed, if you can try your best to incorporate some sort of frugality in your life, it's really going to benefit so that you can quickly or much more quickly than you would normally to be able to become successful and employed. Now, Nick, I want you to briefly talk about um, trying to find what you're good at because I know you've been able to figure out what you're good at. How can somebody that's listening or watching this know what they're good at or, you know, understand what they're good about, good at to then find a new um, stream of income and, and be able to raise that income bar because they have another business or another side hustle or something like that. Okay. Um, I'm, I'll give you, let me give you my sort of framework for how I think about this. All right. So if you are currently working a job that you want to figure out a way to get out of, 
and you're trying to get this successfully unemployed, I think first off, you've got to identify sort of what type of industry or like playground you want to play in, right? So for me, I knew I wanted to be doing something with personal finance. That was my vague, but like whether that was involved in a software company or teaching or, you know, there's, there's a lot of ways you could be involved, but I knew like this is sort of the sandbox I want to play in. The next thing that I would do is start looking and figuring out how people are making money. So like literally listening to this podcast, listening to other podcasts like it, I, I found um, Smart Passive Income by Pat Flynn back in 2015. And just hearing the inspirational stories of like what opportunities are available out there was huge for me. And then here's where the rubber meets the road. So you figure out what are, what are, what are the options? What are people doing? And then this is where you've got to sort of take a lot of introspection and really dive deep into self-awareness. And I'll tell you the, maybe the three things that have helped me the most with this. So number one is a, a personality test called the Strengths Finder uh, by Gallup. It is amazing. And so it, it walks you through your top five strengths out of 32 and how those can be applied in a work setting. And so you're going to be really good at these types of tasks. You're going to be really not great at these other types of tasks. So that that's very helpful. Number two, this is a little harder, but asking people that are very, very close to you what they perceive your strengths and weaknesses are, especially as it relates to work. So I've done this with probably 15 different people over the course of maybe the past five to six years. Some of it's really hard because I'm going to my, my own mom and I'm like, mom, I know you don't want to tell me negative stuff. I know you want to be nice, but I need you. I'm trying to get better myself. I'm trying to figure out what do you think my strengths and weaknesses are? So I've done that with a lot of people and that's been really helpful. And then the third thing is when you just personally, like when you think about your current job or things that you like doing as hobbies, when you think about those things, what are the skill sets that you find yourself like, oh, I really love it when I get to do this. So I found that the, the strengths finder, asking for feedback and then sort of your own what are the strengths that you perceive yourself? What are the skills that you like? You can sort of mesh all that together and you can start to get some really good ideas of the types of skills and things that you personally are good at. For me, I'm very analytical. I have um, a lot of sort of um, what strategy is, is what they call it on StrengthsFinder. Um, and so I'm, I'm very good at like placing things in order and thinking through the, the way to execute a process. And I also have some strengths around teaching. And so I sort of was able to figure all of that stuff out and put it together in this little box and then go like, okay, producing content around a, a topic that I'm really passionate about probably seems like it could be a good fit for me. And doing it in this sort of analytical mode with a lot of strategy around how I'm going to use it really plays into my strengths. And so the, the sort of the last step is going back to the first step, which is once you've sort of honed in on what those strengths are, then you can go back to that industry, what sandbox you want to play in and how, what are the opportunities out there? You can sort of start matching those up. I have friends who left their job to become successfully unemployed doing graphic design. Graphic design is nowhere near my strengths. <laughs> I, I don't have the aesthetic skill set uh, to be able to know what looks good and what doesn't and put all that together. And so uh, I, stay, I stay way away from that one, right? And I focus on what I'm good at over here. Now, if everybody listening and watching, you can definitely tell that Nick is very thoughtful. He thinks through all this stuff because he wants to make sure he's uh, making the right step. And so Nick's, I, I, I would say, it seems it comes across to me, you're more of a ready, aim, fire. I'm different. I'm a ready, fire, aim. Like, I'm just like, let's do it. <laughs> it's, it's good and definitely bad. Let me, okay. Detrimental. I'm curious here. Do, do, you, do you play uh, video games? 
Yes, I do. Okay. Um, do you ever play like shooter games? Yeah. Or like uh, role playing games? What type of character do you choose? Like, if you've got the the options of like the sniper, the healer, the sort of uh, bazooka guy, the sort of like going with the shotgun, what what character are you? So I'm I'm always like the infantry type of guy, the guy that just going in there. I want I want to be the sniper, but every <laughs> time I try to be the sniper, it's like. This is taking too long. Get up and go. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, there. yes. See, I'm always the sniper, right? <laughs> like if I'm playing Lord of the Rings, I've always got the bow and arrow. I'd never have the sword. Nice. Um, I, I, I would start, I've started asking that question here lately. And I've, my theory is that there's some correlation there too for people who play video games. So <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, cool. Nick, you've given us so much awesome value. I mean, I'm just blown away at all the great insights because honestly, like I said, I mean, I'm no joking aside. I'm, I thoroughly love how thoughtful you are going through everything. It really helps all of us to understand how we should really think through all this sort of stuff. Um, I want to jump into the rapid fire round. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. So the first question is, because we now have a little bit of extra time, instead of working 40, 50, 60 hours a week for somebody else, we have a little extra time. It's nice to give back. How are you able to give back to either make the world a better place or the people around you or uh, anything else that you are giving back? Uh, so I think the number one thing for us is is because we have this freedom now, both location and like literally we, we live on wheels. Um we've actually not been traveling as much as we initially anticipated to be able to help out some family members. And, and we won't get into the details, but over the past year and a half, we've had some family members get um, pretty sick. And so we've um, limited our travel to stay in some more rural areas that we, we um, wouldn't otherwise be able to make money or, or work there, right? Our jobs wouldn't be transferred there. And so because we're able to make money online, and we have the location independence, it's been really amazing for us to be able to support family sort of in that time of need. That's fantastic. I'm really, it's, it's a huge blessing to be able to, to, number one, to be there, but also to serve. So terrific. Good for you. Now, next question. If somebody were wanting to get started to be either YouTube or freelancing or just really making money with, with a bunch of side hustles, what is one tip other than just getting started? What's one tip you would give for somebody to say, I'm already going to get started. What should I do next? I really think the deep dive into your strengths, but I've already talked about that one. So I'll give you another one. Um, I, I think for me, the biggest thing would be find a small way to test an idea. All right. And so whether it's YouTube or freelance work around maybe even editing videos for other YouTubers, right? Whatever path it is, find a really small way to test it and just do you like it? And if not, do something else. I should have done that more with writing early on and I didn't. And I, it, I spun my wheels for too long and I wish I, I would have been more thoughtful about that. That's great. That's a great insight. Next question. What is one or two different tools? It could be an app on your phone or something else um, that you would suggest that would be beneficial for in business and life or anything else that we should use. Uh, you need to build a budget. All right. <laughs> so if you're going to quit your job, you have to know that number. You have to know how much money do I need to be making in order to, to move it. So whether, I don't care what app you budget in, I personally budget in a, an app called YNAB. You need a budget. I love it. Um, but you got you to gotta build a budget and I'm, I'm a big fan of, of getting that nailed down. Awesome. What is one book that a nonfiction book that you would suggest? It could be like I said, business or life or anything like that, that you would suggest that we should read. Uh, the Effective Executive by Peter Drucker. 
Uh, it's, it's, a, it's from the 1970s. It's a little older, a little more old school. But the way that he talks about making decisions and really focusing on being an effective decision maker um, it is really, really amazing and, and has a huge impact on me. Awesome. I have not checked it out. I love older books. Like one of my favorite books is uh, Dale Connery's How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. I love older books. But uh, Nick, you've been fantastic. You have so much wisdom and insight and thoughtfulness. How can somebody reach out to you? How can they find you? Sure. Let us know how we can get a hold of you. Yeah. I mean, the easiest way is um, type in Nick, uh, Nick True on YouTube. Or if you want to email me directly, uh, you can email me at nick at mapped.money.com. And I'm always up to, uh, to chat or, or uh, help out any way I can. So I, I've really uh, enjoyed talking about this and uh, always love helping people out. So please reach out. And I would absolutely attest that Nick is super, he's like one of the most helpful guys I've ever met. So definitely, Nick, it's been fantastic. I really, really appreciate you being on the show. So thank you very much. Hey, thanks for having me on, Dustin. I'm always up to chat, man. All right, man. Take care. I am actually a huge Nick True fan. I think he is a fantastic guy. Everything that he does, he works so hard to make sure that everything is done very, very well. If you go watch his YouTube videos, they are phenomenal. Like, editing and and um, effects and not really like effects but like you know images on the screen and titles and all that sort of stuff and well thought out videos I mean he puts my videos literally to shame like I don't like mine just pull mine off just <laughs> his are fantastic so I want you guys to get started just like Nick did. He is creating passive income with, through the YouTube channel that he has and everything that he has, he's creating passive income. So remember, I want to give you my free best-selling book, How to Quit Your Job with Passive Income. Go to successfullyunemployed.co forward slash free book. And the show notes page will have this as well, successfullyunemployed.co forward slash zero five. That'll be the show notes page for this episode. So go there and get that. Read everything else and anything else that we have, all the links and everything we talked about in the show. All right, guys, you're fantastic. Thank you so much for being here with the Successfully Unemployed show. I want to see you down the path to and get started right now. Don't wait for perfection. Get it done right, though, and get started. All right, guys, you're fantastic. I'll see you next week. Whoa!